So last Tuesday night, a friend of the show, Sean Hannity, mm-hmm. on his programming, had uh, had this guy, uh, I think, Curtis, Curtis Sliwa. Okay. Does that name ring a bell? No, not at all. He had this guy on for a live interview. He's the head of a New York organization that's been around since 1979 called the Guardian Angels. Um, I, I'd like it if you tried to guess what the Guardian Angels do in New York City. The Guardian Angels. Yeah. Uh, maybe they sit at... Um like they sit right in front of the gates to the subway. Yeah. And they report people that fair hop. Ooh, see, <laughs> close. They're the close. guardian angels of the New York City I'll, transportation system. I'll, I'll give you a hint. They're kind of stealing the Ku Klux Klan's whole flow. Yo, I don't think that's a good flow to steal. <laughs> uh-uh, I don't think so either. So they're just doing racism? Uh, kind of. They are harassing minorities in New York City. Okay, well. They're a group that's, they're a vigilante group founded on patrolling New York to stop crimes. Mm-hmm. And so Sean Hannity was interviewing this guy, the head of it, in a positive light. Uh-huh. They walk around in fucking bomber jackets and red berets just LARPing. The literal definition of LARPing. You're a civilian, yeah. dog. I don't know <laughs> what we're doing here. But anyway, while Sean was interviewing this guy about, I don't know how problematic it is that a bunch of immigrants are in town because a bunch of asylum seekers landed in New York. Hey, um, narratively relevant. I'll just very, say, very relevant topic. Very narratively relevant. Um <laughs> During their live interview, this guy goes, oh, oh, it looks like we're getting one now. And they fucking turn, <laughs> they fucking turn the camera around after two of the, like, volunteer guardians or whatever, like, leave his side and just go accost some guy. They say, we got one right here. This is an immigrant who is shoplifting. And they just put him in a headlock and call the cops on him. <laughs> they, just did, they just did a hate crime, like, on primetime no, Fox, Sean Hannity. Because it's like, it's like. They they said they said this is an immigrant who was shoplifting. We just stopped him. Sean, we got one right on camera on live TV. The NYPD came out. Uh-huh. The spokesperson for the NYPD came out and said, This guy's not a migrant. He's a dude that lives in the Bronx. <laughs> He's course. some guy that lives in the Bronx, and there's no evidence that he was shoplifting. I was just going to ask, how would they know? They just assume because he's a non-white person? Basically. Oh, okay. Basically, which is fucking insane yeah. that that just happened. No charges are being pressed against the Garden Angels for this. Yeah, well, what a surprise. And Eric Adams, New York City, people are being accosted they by white just supremacists. fucking accost a, a just any oh, yeah. dude that looks like an immigrant. And you know what they said? They said, this guy was speaking Spanish. <laughs> we, well, we thought he was an immigrant because this guy was speaking Spanish. Yeah, uh, famously, no Spanish speakers in the United States uh-huh, other uh-huh. than the immigrants that and came then, here. And then other garden angels said, yeah, we have seen this guy on patrols before with other Spanish speakers. Mm. So that must mean that he was an immigrant oh my who's shoplifting. God. That's crazy. And I, I bring up Eric Adams specifically because he, for New York City, has kind of been like the mouthpiece for immigration fear-mongering. Because yeah. he had a speech like a month ago or maybe back in 2023 where he was basically saying like, the city is lost. We cannot recover <laughs> from the wave of immigration that's happened. Like totally stoking fears and stoking tensions. So like, like the fact that people feel emboldened enough to commit a hate crime against a minority on primetime Fox in New York City isn't surprising when this is what our leaders are doing. Well, it's like, I just don't understand why we let a group like this just walk around in broad daylight. Yeah. Because they, they, they've been accused for their, I don't know, entire life of just harassing minorities, just mm-hmm. targeting brown people in New York City. And even this guy, Curtis Silva, he's come out and admitted that they've lied about stories before just to boost publicity for the group. Oh my God. They've lied about a bunch of shit just to get the group going. Why are we letting a literal vigilante organization run around and do fucking injustice? Yeah. Yeah. All hiding behind the facade. Like we're protecting the city against crime. Yeah. 
It's like, come like, on, dog, dog. You just did a crime. You just assaulted a guy for speaking Spanish. If if you just let the NYPD do their thing, they'll cover the same bases you do. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <what> I'm <saying. laughs> it's not gonna be. I'm sorry, new. but you're really not needed. The NYPD no. got in a fucking brawl with immigrants in Times Square for like I don't know, fucking standing in a group <laughs> yeah. and being uh, just standing and speaking Spanish. Yeah, no, we, I, we've talked about the N- NYPD so many times, but if they could hook up like a turret system and yeah. kill fair hoppers, they would do it. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> I'm surprised these guys haven't been recruited into the NYPD. Yeah, and I feel like my um my fair hopper guess at the at the jump wasn't that far off because I, I feel like um they probably racialized that crime quite mm-hmm. a bit. They're probably like, yeah, we know who's leading the fair hopper movement, the fair hopping <laughs> mafia that exists in New York City. We uh, we know who it is. We know. Yeah. We know who you are. Oh, uh, not good to see um, racists emboldened. That's what I'm saying. On mm-hmm. live TV, we got one on, like, what are the odds? Yeah. What are the fucking odds? We got one on live TV, Sean, right here. Come on, look at this. Yeah, it's got to be a, a bad sign of the times. Um, And, you know, th- this is kind of all just uh, conjecture on my part, piecing together all the different mm-hmm. elements. But got to feel like the, uh, the Democrat unwillingness, or I guess the liberal unwillingness to push back against the conservative immigration narrative is... um allowing shit like this to proliferate absolutely because it's like if you don't if you don't push back in the mainstream at all against this idea that like there's an invasion Mm -hmm. even as 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 north as new york city then uh yeah people are gonna feel like well we gotta do something we gotta do so come on what new york city's being overrun (laughs) so my small town in iowa must also be overrun Mm -hmm. yeah not good not good not good at all Welcome back to Head in the Office, the only podcast where you can get news on legislation. That's right. On geopolitics, mm-hmm. on transphobia. Oh yeah, uh, all in one and more. All in one episode and more. Oh, so much transphobia, all in one episode. Transphobia really making a comeback. I'm saying it's it's not bad. that it really ever left, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's back with a vengeance. It fell this off week. towards the end of 2023, but 2024, yeah. we are uh, I guess letting that shit slide. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I would say that uh, that sums it up. But before we get into the episode today, I'll remind you all: if you want a commercial-free experience, if you want to hear the episode um, mere hours after it was yes. recorded, and if you want uh, the news timely rather than a couple of days later, head over to Patreon.com/slash Head in the Office Pod. It's it's there for you. Become a patron and maybe get your name mm-hmm. shouted out. Especially right now during this uh, this uh, political primary season mm-hmm. where all the fucking results come out on monday and tuesday yeah exactly and so you miss them you don't get them till the following week yeah we're talking about results oh today and uh, super tuesday coming up very quickly oh my god uh, super tuesday notably like i say on a tuesday on a tuesday yeah not wednesday uh, and if you want to hear that news or you want to hear news before the uh super tuesday results become relevant in yeah. the mainstream yeah, news yeah, yeah. Then you got to become a patron. But you can also get some merch at headintheoffice.com. You know, it's getting warmer outside. Mm-hmm. It was just 60 degrees in February in mm-hmm. Michigan. Love that. <laughs> I, I got a little notification on my computer. It was like record high. I was like, oh, it's cool. <laughs> Absolutely. I seem to be getting those a lot recently. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the caretakers of our planet have always been graceful people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but get some merch. You know, short sleeve shirts over there, hats. It's going to be right. sunny Come before you now. know it. Uh, and we'll hit another all-time record in the summer. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. And, you know, if you want to support the show in a way that's not, I guess, monetary, yeah, that's yeah, completely yeah. for free, no cost to you, no I'd cost. say are arguably maybe even just strictly benefit to you. Yeah, exactly. You could leave a five-star review on Apple like three, three wonderful people did. Starting off with the first one. Yeah, I'll take it. We have it. wonderful you, podcast. So croquette. It. Go crazy. Go crazy. By Makalaka. 
I am a full-time listener and part-time college student at How It Should Be. Head in the office is my favorite pastime as I am always looking for an excuse not to do my homework. These two keep me up to date with political issues I oftentimes don't have the time to follow up on. So a weekly recap on Sunday, subtle Patreon flex. And now I have to say here, this is editor's note. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's not subtle. Just you wear that shit proud. Yeah, no, not subtle at all. It's explicit. Mm -hmm. Wear Mm -hmm. that shit proud. We are absolutely classist here on this podcast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's I'm punching down. I'm punching down. But anyway, back to the review. Uh, On Sunday, keeps me feeling ready to take any take on any Republican slash conservative I encounter throughout the week. I also wish I became a listener before talking about politics was banned in my house. I probably would have won more fights with my dad. Uh. By the way. I condemn Hamas. Got it in there at the very end. I'm I'm very happy about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know that is one of the the main points of the show is to give you the tools you need to debunk your your parents, your friends, exactly. uh, and whoever else you need to to argue against. Just look at the famed historically relevant uh, holiday pregame one, mm-hmm. two, three, and four. Uh, something like one, that. One, two, and three. Something. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter because as long as you have what you need, exactly. then we're doing our job. Hell yeah. Uh, and we want you to be prepared. The next one here is by uh, Chaoticville Horse Girl, Jeremy Engage for Gods of the Universe. That's a prestigious <laughs> that's, title. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know the election was coming up. <laughs> uh, love these guys. I listen to them all the time, no matter what I'm doing. Like the loyal servant I am, I show my appreciation by wearing my merch, tithing my income to be a Sunday mm-hmm. supremacist, uh, and sp- uh, spreading the hitto gospel, and of course, condemning. Hamas. Exactly. You what know, else can I ask for? I, I, I just have to also add, like you're you're all you're all Sunday supremacists for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Like there there's there's a reason why it's a Sunday supremacist and a Wednesday weenie. Yeah, Marx wrote about the dichotomy between Sunday supremacists uh. and Wednesday weenies. <laughs> a lot of people think it was capitalist versus working class. No. No. Sunday supremacist mm, mm, versus mm, Wednesday weenie. That's the true divide in society. That's right. That's right. Uh, this next review, best combo of nuance and left-wing politics by Brady underscore 218 Yeah. Discovered the podcast on TikTok like several months ago or so, and I've become more of a fan ever since. As a leftist who appreciates nuance and doesn't like the escapist ideas of some on the left but still retains my left-wing politics, I have to appreciate a podcast like this that can criticize modern Democrats but doesn't resort to don't do anything until the revolution comes that we see way too often combining the pragmatism of some more mainstream liberal podcasts with the left-wing politics of leftist podcasts these things should not be mutually exclusive pragmatism does not equal centrism leftism does not equal escapism i i agree i noticed no condemnation of hamas though so i have yeah, to completely so disregard I, I, everything i might you have said. to put you just squarely on the liberal <laughs> end of things yeah we did, did, I, you didn't even condemn hamas how can we, got we fucking <laughs> anthony blinken listening to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I agree. I, I also don't like the conflation of being pragmatic or practical with somehow being a liberal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it weakens leftist movements. To be a leftist, you don't need to be an idealist. Uh, you don't need to um, abandon strategic action. I, I think when it comes to like what will be strategic or what is actually practical or pragmatic, that actually doesn't really have to anything to do with ideology. Yeah, like conservatives can be pragmatic. Many of them are when mm-hmm. passing legislation. Or you can be like um, Mike Johnson, I suppose, and then you know propose a bill that you then vote against. Not very pragmatic, <laughs> but that doesn't, of course, make them a leftist in any way. It's just a um, your preferred method of strategy. And look, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I want to win. I like winning. I do. I do. I like winning. I like mm, power. Mm-hmm. I guess. I love power. <laughs> I love power. Uh, yeah, I love. Give power. me more. Uh, time to get into the news. Shit, speaking of power, election roundup. Uh, speaking of power and those who will not attain it. Yeah, no, that's a, a good way to sum it up. This past week, we had a number of election results come out that, while 
pretty expected. You know, nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, still noteworthy, and I still think we should talk about them. So yeah, you, you know, the results for these last few these last few rounds of like primary elections have the the end result has been exactly the same as any reasonable person would have predicted. Mm-hmm. However, how we got there? Oh yeah, wild every time. Funny, wild every very, time. Very very funny. So last week, the state of Nevada held a primary election where Donald Trump was not on the ballot. This was the state-run primary election. And Nikki Haley, the presumed runner-up, the one that's presumed to be in second place, lost to none of these candidates. Insane. By 63% to 30%. That's a 33% margin for those counting at home. So none of these candidates won 63% of the vote. And the person that's supposed to be in second behind Donald Trump won 33% of the vote. Literally, no one won. Yeah. Literally, no one won. Yeah. And yeah. Nick, Nikki Haley couldn't even beat no one. Yeah. What the? What are we doing? Like, in fact, uh, if you look at the county-by-county county data, there wasn't a single county in which Nikki Haley won the majority of the vote. So we, Nobody had, won over her in every single county. We've had three primary elections so far? For the GOP, yeah. For the GOP, has she won one county? <laughs> she did in Iowa. She Johnson won one county, county the, in the Iowa. The Marxist that voted for her, she won by one vote. <laughs> Holy shit, standing strong. Yeah. <laughs> strong. Stand proud. Yeah, stand proud Nikki Haley. Uh, turnout was, no, okay, we can talk about some caveats to, to this major defeat by nobody <laughs> from Nikki Haley. Um, turnout was pretty low, only 74,000 people. Uh, also, Nikki Haley didn't dedicate a lot of time or money to Nevada because she wasn't going to be in the caucus. The caucus is what was actually... Uh, awarding delegates and she wasn't allowed to be in the caucus because she was on the primary ballot so she didn't spend a whole lot of time on nevada okay um regardless of that though uh you're the candidate in second place Mm -hmm. losing by 30 percent to nobody not a good sign for your electoral chances regardless of whether or not this matters dare i say just kind of the headlines that come out of this are that's that's career ending right there the coverage is bad that's killer yeah if we were in a best podcast competition and people voted no, none of these guys. Man, I'd I'd fucking quit. Yeah, I don't I don't I'd know how you recover here. from that. Um, obviously, people are voting for nobody in the primary as a stand-in for Trump. I would assume for sure. But it looks so much worse because it says literally none of these candidates, <laughs> and you're the one that's supposed to in Trump's stead. Uh, fill his role right and, and you can't even do that you can't even do that and it's the election that doesn't matter yeah like this is the one that does not hold any delegates literally holds nothing except either boosting or or i guess whatever the opposite of that is mm-hmm. your campaign yeah. by, by headlines this is just something this was something that she probably thought she's like okay i'm gonna go in and i can actually claim a win here mm-hmm. i can actually say i won something rather than lying about winning something or lying about coming in second place <laughs> Yeah, this was the one chance she had where she could have said, like, oh, well, thank you so much, Nevada. Like, you voted for me in the primary, even though it didn't matter. Uh-huh. It's just like the New Hampshire Democratic primary that didn't matter, yeah. where Mill- Marianne Williamson or Dean Phillips had the chance to do something, but <laughs> Biden won via write-in. <laughs> like, the, it's just ridiculous shit, this election cycle. It's absurd. <laughs> Losing to nobody in Nevada in the GOP primary where Trump's not even on the ballot? Come on. Come on. It's bad. It's bad. Especially with such low turnout, too. Yeah. Because it's like the people who are voting for Trump, they're not fucking wasting their time. Unless they're, I don't know, fanatics. Yeah, well, for the election that actually mattered, the GOP, uh, for the GOP, the Nevada caucus, Donald Trump won 99% of the vote in all of the delegates. Again, uh, Nevada this primary season was kind of a, a sham on the GOP side, so... It is what it is. Trump gets all those delegates and Nikki Haley gets uh, 
headlines about losing to nobody. Nice. So pretty fun. Nice. If we switch over to the Democratic side, Joe Biden won the Nevada primary with 89% of the vote, about 112,000 votes total. Uh, None of these candidates came in second place with 5.6% of the vote. Marianne Williamson came in third with uh, 3% of the vote, and Dean Phillips was, for some reason, not on the ballot. Uh, Later, Marianne Williamson dropped out of the race, by the way. Oh, she did? On February 7th, so she's done. Uh, It seems like this none of these candidates guy has uh, bipartisan appeal. Oh, absolutely. I, too, want none of these candidates. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm voting for none of these candidates. Hold on. Well, maybe, maybe, just maybe. No, but at least where none of these candidates is likely a stand-in for Trump in the GOP primary or caucus or whichever the one is that Mm -hmm. did matter that Nikki Haley lost none of these candidates is more likely a stand-in for like uh the ceasefire now right yeah like things like that yeah that's what I would imagine as well but um I mean coming in second place is pretty huge yeah Dean Phillips not even on the ballot Marianne dropped out come on man man. it's it's, what a joke what a joke (laughs) up next electorally we have South Carolina Nikki Haley's home state that's important nice uh they will have their GOP primary on February 24th which is a brutal two weeks away or a week and a half from the time this episode releases. But I figure we could uh, take a look at some polling and see, polling. see how our, our favorite candidates are going to stack up. See how my favorite po- political person, Nikki Haley, That's right. is going to make right. it. So aggregate polling puts Trump at 65% of the vote and Nikki Haley at about 31% of the vote as of February 10th, again, in her home state of South Carolina, the state where she was a governor. The state where she's won elections before. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Individual polls from the end of January paint a similar picture with Trump floating around 60% or so. Uh, if Nikki Haley loses the primary here, I would say it's devastating, but I can't imagine what's worse than losing to literally no one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty bad. Yeah, no, if she, if, she does, if she doesn't drop out literally, I don't know now, which she's not going to. No. She, she's got to drop out after South Carolina. Yeah, well, she I, has to. I hope she sticks it out till uh, Super Tuesday, because then at least we'll have something to talk about on or after Super Tuesday, I suppose. Oh, that's true. Because if she's not around, then it's just Trump one. Yeah, then oh, it's just okay. Trump. Well, yeah. Then Either way, it's going to be Trump about. one. Right. But at least if Trump wins and Nikki Haley's there, we can be like, haha, Nikki Haley lost. Right. It's like, oh my god, Alaska voted for Nikki Haley by, <laughs> you know, they voted for her ten uh, percent less than Trump. That's huge. Maybe she's shit, coming back. Holy shit, Nikki Haley doubled the amount of counties she won. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, for the Democrats, the next primary state is the beautiful, wonderful, perfect state of Michigan. Absolutely. Uh, that's happening on February. Marxist Michigan, I've always said. Uh, February 27th. Um, Biden obviously going to win mm-hmm. in Michigan. But then after that, it's Super Tuesday on March 5th. 16 elections are held on March 5th. That's why it's called Super Tuesday, because it's like where the majority, or I guess the plurality of states hold yeah. their elections for the primary. Um, and I'm going to assume this is where the, the nail in the coffin will be, for, will be for Nikki Haley if she stays after South Carolina, unless Trump dies or something. But She's got to be. Even if Trump died, seems like none of these candidates has the election on lock. I, <laughs> I mean, that's got to be what she's banking on, right? Yeah. She's got to be banking on him dying or him literally becoming ineligible to run. But if he becomes ineligible to run, I'm sorry, but I feel like she's still not the not the person. Yeah, nobody's getting it over you. And then maybe <laughs> nobody wins the, the general election. Wouldn't and, that be great? Wouldn't that just be fucking great? Republicans elect the first uh, nothing president. I, I don't know. That would be pretty sick. I'd have to vote for nobody over Biden in the general mm-hmm. just to see what happens. God damn, man. But yeah. Super Tuesday on March 5th. Um, obviously, Biden is going to sail through and become uh, the, the nominee unless he dies. That'd be crazy. That'd Both be- of them die. Whew. What an event that'd be. Maybe that's the most likely outcome. I don't know. President I, Harris. Yeah. President Harris. Come on. But I would imagine Nikki Haley uh, drops out probably uh, maybe before, maybe after Super Tuesday. But that'll um, Super Tuesday awards the most delegates out yeah. of out of all of the contests. So we'll see what happens. But Nikki Haley not going to win. I just like, hmm. 
You think she's even going to crack 30 in South Carolina? Uh, 30%? Yeah. I, I got to think that she would. It's her home state. Like, not cracking 30 would be great. She cracked 30 in Nevada, you know? I guess, yeah. But that one also didn't matter. Had a low turnout and nobody won. So <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. I mean, she sure, she cracked 30, but she lost to nobody. Yeah. Nobody cracked 60. I mean, it, if she, it just it doesn't matter if she cracks 30, right? Like, losing uh, in your home state yeah. to any degree is going to look bad, even if it was like a 5% margin. Uh, no matter what, it's it's going to look bad for her. But um, Won all those yeah. debates and for nothing. Yeah, ever, ever yeah. what? Ever yeah. what? Holy she she won all of them according to us. According to us, she won well, at least most of them, right? Yeah, definitely at least the one that was like her versus DeSantis. Yeah, she, for she sure. definitely did for better. Sure. But it just uh, it doesn't matter. She's gonna meet his fate as well. Speaking of debates, did you see that Trump went on one of the right wing programs and it's like I want to debate Joe Biden right now? Oh, that'd be so. I good. want you to debate Please, Joe Biden right bro. now too. Please. If we could just get. Like eight debates before the the, <laughs> the general election that we could lot. Oh my god! Just one every month leading up to November. Come on, man. I'm starting to think he might be fighting for the working class, Donald Trump. I mean, well, exactly the way he's trying to get us content to come. You know, I'm starting to think that Joe should come out of his basement. <laughs> god, come that'd, on, be, that'd be crazy because it's like it's like the thing is like the accusations. Oh, Joe Biden can't speak. Like blah yeah. blah blah. Whatever. Like we get him on. I honestly, at this point, I don't even know if that'll be bad for Joe. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if doing a debate and getting on there and missing the dates of everything and literally slurring your words and doing whatever and forgetting that would even be bad for him because everybody knows at this point. Everyone knows he's old. Yeah. And Everybody knows this guy fucking. So it would be great content though for him and him and Trump to be debating starting in like March. Yeah, every month starting in March. <laughs> oh man, that would be good. That'd be good. Uh, skipping ahead, um, there, there. I don't know if you saw this, but there was a story that came out about you know the the documents case related to Joe Biden. Yeah. Was it? Was he declared? I spent. I might have spent too much time on conservative Reddit this week. But was he declared unfit to stand trial for the case? No, That's it was conservative. It, it wasn't exactly that. The pro, the special prosecutor decided to not pursue the case. Oh. and one of the reasons he listed is that Biden will come across as like an old gentleman that just happened to misplace documents because he's so old. Yeah, that's why he's not going forward with the case oh, because to so- a grand jury they'll feel sympathy for him. Like, oh, he's just an old guy. He he misplaced the documents. It happens. Yeah, he thought there'd be nothing that came of it so it wouldn't be worthy to uh to put in front of a trial and to be fair even if he wasn't an old guy i think biden's document case and even the mike pence document mm-hmm. case is a lot harder to prove criminal intent than the one that donald trump did oh where my he, god where he's on recording like look it's classified hey, bro, check this out <laughs> yeah. you are not supposed to see this look but but in that same uh in those documents that came out there was this one part that a lot of people are talking about, I think okay. rightfully, where Biden like forgets the years that he was vice president. Oh, uh, and he forgets like the names of some world leaders that he talked to or or he said somebody's name, like a, an old president of France that's been dead for like however many decades. Uh-huh. Not good. He said, oh, Napoleon, emperor of France. <laughs> I knew him back in the heyday, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bonaparte, me and him did a lot of diplomacy. They did him wrong. They did, <laughs> they him, did wrong. him wrong. <laughs> Look, it's just like I, I wasn't really surprised to see a lot of that. It's bad. Like it's not good optically. Oh, it's but he, it's, he's he's old. It like, looks real fucking, bad. He's never gonna beat the old allegations. Yeah. He's never gonna meet the honestly, he's not gonna meet the mentally fit to run for office allegations no. either. Like, come on, man. No, yeah, it looks real bad for him, but I just I wasn't surprised and I don't know that it really does anything. Everyone knows he's so. old. You yeah, know what I mean? Everyone knows he's old. That's my point. It's like I I feel like conservatives can't stop hammering home like every single like gaff or whatever that he does on camera. Every time he forgets something, anytime he stumbles over his words, yeah. they cannot shut the fuck up about it. Everybody knows at this point. Like yeah. I don't think you're winning any new ground the more you point out how old he is. Look, like, yeah. I don't like it. 
And it's like uh, Joe Biden's like the dementia old and Trump is like the belligerent old. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. they're, they're the same guy, but just different types of old. Yeah. And neither of them are getting away from it. Trump just looks better because he's a little bit, I wouldn't even say he's necessarily more charismatic, but he's just more energetic. Well, he doesn't Biden like, is sleepy. He's not, exactly. He's sleepy Joe. Exactly. He's, he's sleepy in the name. Joe. It's in the name. Trump isn't out here like slurring his words. Yeah. Trump's just out here like squirrel. If, yeah. he, if you say, I don't know, something, he'll just go on a tangent about whatever. He can't think straight. He's getting people's names wrong as well. He stumbles all the time as well. Like, it's uh, Trump's very old as well. It's just like, these are going to be the options. <laughs> you know, like that we, don't, we don't have a choice in it, funny enough. <laughs> Being a democracy and all that. It is what it is. Oh, man. Uh, but that's election news. Um, the two old guys are going to win the primaries. Nikki Haley doesn't stand a chance. Not even against nobody. Not even against when, no one. When the competition is literally you or no one. GOP primary voters are choosing no one, which is uh, you know not what? a good sign. This is the realest that GOP primary voters have ever been. Mm -hmm. I don't know that Democratic primary voters have ever been this real. They put in Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, what? Well, they, they, <laughs> yeah, know? Pete Buttigieg got votes. <laughs> Pete Buttigieg got votes. And um, if if Democratic voters were real, they would go out and uh, give the same margins for nobody against Joe Biden. But they're exactly. not doing that. Oh, they're man. not doing that. I wish they would. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Have you ever wondered what we're thinking about during mm -hmm. the week? Mm -hmm. Well, I know what I'm thinking about. I know what I'm thinking about. Yeah. I probably know what this guy's thinking about too, but mm -hmm. do you? I don't think you do. But if you want access into, I don't know, my mind palace, the, yeah. the inner workings of what's going on, how how I come up with the with the bars I need to to develop this show every week, to produce this mm -hmm. wonderful podcast we bring to you every week, why don't you head over, on over to uh, uh, X, formerly known as Twitter.com, uh -huh. and give us a follow, you know? You can also consider becoming a subscriber on YouTube. That's right. Uh, you could follow us on Instagram, see what we're shit posting on the oh stories. Oh, my gosh. We have a plethora of options available to you if you want to engage with the Hitto community. So consider following us on social media. It's completely free for free it's completely free and it supports the show uh moving on to some legislation oh yeah we gotta talk about immigration again hot topic uh, apparently the fucking hottest topic of this election cycle <laughs> yeah. uh, for the last few weeks we've been covering immigration news from the potential civil war at the border mm -hmm. uh to potential legislation that's working its way through congress and that's what we're going to cover today because we finally have the details oh, for yeah. a bill that so, uh that we can talk about civil war that Mind you, Greg Abbott just got away with. Yeah, he did just he, get away he with just that. Got away. Joe Biden's just not doing anything. Biden's like, well, we could just you know come together and pass this deal and and solve the problem. It's like, dog, you should have hit him with a tomahawk missile. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so for the last few weeks, we've been covering immigration news, as I said, and we finally have the details for the bill, the mythical bill that has been being worked on for the past couple of months. So it's 118 billion dollars in total. Um, it, it funds immigration policies, which we'll get into more specifically in a moment, and then it also funds uh the money that we want to give to israel boo cool. taiwan and ukraine which is you know it is what it is it's fine um the idea here is to pair them all together to hopefully create a venn diagram where the overlap is enough votes to pass in both chambers i don't know how you're going to do that though yeah um americans and a lot of politicians both on the left and the right are really um uh, put off by the idea of funding a variety of these things in the yes, bill, right? Yes, to say I the least. I, I, I don't think that the effect of this bill is going to be like a unified front, but it's just going to polarize people even more. Well, well, I feel like the the like because they're trying to make the circle of the Venn diagram in the middle like way bigger so that they can get enough votes to pass it in the Senate, and it feels like that's to the detriment of like I don't know shrinking that Venn diagram when you yeah. actually go to the broader American electorate yeah. and just the public who doesn't like really a lot 
lot of these things. Yeah, I feel like this bill is very like 2012, 2014 coded. Yeah. You know, like I feel like this might be something that would fly under the Obama administration <laughs> where Republicans are are in control, I think, of of both chambers after what, 2010 or something like that. Um I don't see how this passes in this political environment, mm-hmm. especially after all like the anti-Ukraine pro-Russia sentiment from the right and the albeit small but still non-trivial in terms of votes being gathered yeah. um, amount of, I guess, um, non-support for Israel that comes mm-hmm. from progressives. Like I feel like AOC, Rashida Tlaib and, and those folks, people in the squad will be like, you know, we shouldn't be sending all of this money to Israel. Yeah. At least I would yeah. hope that's what they would say. Well, and then that might be reason to vote I on think, the bill. I, I think we talked about last week how Bernie Sanders proposed an amendment to this bill to limit the Israel funding to just like Iron Dome shit mm-hmm. or whatever, like defensive capabilities. He was the only person to vote against that. Yeah. He was the only Democrat wow. to vote, or I guess vote for removing the funding. All 49 or 50 of the other ones said, no, go ahead. Yeah, Bernie came around, thankfully, uh, yeah, finally on, on the issue. It took him a little while, but he got there. Uh, but yeah, I think it, what I'm trying to say here is I think grouping all these things together, the idea is to, to get enough votes from a variety of places mm-hmm. to get it to pass. But I think the opposite is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you're going to get people together. Well, well, it's also, you just had, you have Mike Johnson to jump over. Yeah. And I don't know if you have this in later, but he's not budging. Yeah. He yeah, is he's not, not budging. budging. Uh, so let's talk about the immigration policies. Uh, the emer- It offers emergency authority for Biden to shut down the border completely, which is something we talked about a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. But here are some of the details. So border patrol would be forced to close the border if the seven-day average reaches 5,000 a day in encounters or if they reach eight and a half thousand encounters in a single day. For context, we're above these numbers right now. So yeah. the border would be shut down according to this bill. I think that that's the point. Yeah. Is we're above these numbers so that Biden can immediately go in and say he shut down the border should this pass. Which is like, uh, is this not just a quota system? Mm-hmm. I thought we couldn't do quotas. I could have sworn <laughs> that was not legal. Like, I, I thought we got rid of that a long time ago, but maybe well, I'm mistaken. Especially once you go on later and you see that they have to process a minimum of like 1,400. Yeah. yeah. 1,400 people a day have to be processed through the... Um, Legal ports of entry. Yeah, and and um, conservatives have taken these numbers and tried to say like, oh, so the Biden administration wants to allow five thousand illegal immigrants in on average before they're <laughs> going to shut down the border, and it's like, no, these are border encounters. Yeah, meaning Border Patrol found them and either took them to a point of entry where they declared asylum or sent them back. We're not talking about just five thousand people crossing the border uninterrupted. And it's like that right there is a fundamental example of why you you just cannot engage with that rhetoric. No, because yeah. they they will find literally literally anything uh-huh. to just fucking rip apart oh my god yeah um especially because well first uh if that automatic shutdown thing happens then that would that could last up to 270 days mm-hmm. um for context and then it can last like up to uh 200 days and then 100 they means tested it yeah they mean they well yeah all of it. all of the things in this bill would i think sunset after four years or something like that yep. to be like re-engaged later on so this wouldn't last indefinitely um but then also biden could just close down the border completely under emergency provisions on his own if you wanted to what does that look like like uh, out outside because this in. is already closed closing down the border yeah he can just say additionally like no it's just i think if we, i think what it's saying is that if we don't reach those averages or eight and a half thousand in a single day biden can still just shut down the border if he wants to regardless nice. so if we're below the thresholds below the quotas uh then biden can still just shut it down if he wants to and those shutdowns can last for 45 days if he wants to do it 
And he wants to do it. He's literally said, I want to he do said, this. He said, I will shut down the border on yeah. day one. Just same thing Trump said. Same exact thing that Trump's been saying. Yeah. And as you alluded to, it's not like complete closure where literally nobody is coming in. Uh, according to NBC, quote, during an emergency closure, Border Patrol would still need to process a minimum of 1,400 migrants who try to enter the U.S. legally through ports of entry. Only unaccompanied minors would be able to cross between port points of entry. So this would be called illegal immigration, yeah. right? And any migrant who tried to cross illegally to or more times during a border emergency would be barred from the U.S. for a year. That's pretty strict. Yeah, uh, that's like the, like the more certainly more strict than it is right now, uh, and seems to be literally everything conservatives want. But it's, bad. it's also like it's also like what does that barring from the U.S. for a year look like? Does that mean you cannot try to seek asylum in the U.S.? Seems illegal. <laughs> <laughs> seems like yeah. in violation of international be because, law. Because I mean, technically, like right, they're already barred from the U.S. Yeah. if they're crossing over illegally. Like you know what I mean? Can they? Could they not? Should they receive legal means of entering the country? Can they not? Yeah. Should they want to seek asylum in the country? Can they not? Right. What? It's, it seems crazy to me. Uh, also, notably, uh, catch and release would be abolished. This was a practice, I think, established under Barack Obama. Okay. Instead, asylum seekers would be under supervision after 90 days if being caught crossing illegally, and they can stay if they pass a series of asylum interviews. I couldn't find any information on what the interviews would consist of. Yeah. I can only imagine they'd be, like, impossibly difficult. 100%. Yeah. 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 100%. Isn't catch and release, that was a big thing that Trump wanted to end? That yeah. was, like, a huge thing that he always talked about. And he didn't end it. And, and, it, it and stayed he in notably, yeah. notably, Trump did not end it. Notably, Trump really didn't do many things different when mm -hmm. it comes to immigration policy than what Obama did. Except in just fact, be more violent. <laughs> in fact, Trump did a little bit less. He deported less people, somehow was more violent with it, and just like talked about building a fucking fake wall. Oh, yeah, but we, our border was totally secure under but Donald Trump. But our total was so secure under yeah. Donald Trump, despite Obama doing literally more and Biden also <laughs> doing wanting to do literally more. Not in this bill, notably, is a pathway to citizenship not present whatsoever. Mm. I don't even think it was considered to be in the bill at any point. And there are also no new policies to help DACA recipients, as Democrats have said they wanted to do, um, but nothing nothing on, on DACA. A program that Trump tried to get rid of on a, via executive order, I think, yeah. in 2017, but a court didn't let him do it. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens here. But my thought is that this bill is certainly not going to pass on its own, and it's not going to pass paired with literally anything else. No, and that's that's... That's not even speaking to like the even if we're not speaking to the merits of the bill, this bill is just not going to pass because Donald Trump said, don't mm -hmm. pass this bill. Yeah. And Mike Johnson said, OK, yeah, he's yeah. just not going to bring it up in the House. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. And, and one of my observations here is like, even if it did pass, it's pretty easy to see how these powers would just be completely abused by someone <laughs> like Trump if he were to win. Yeah. Like, presumably, uh, unless Democrats start like sweeping every election, there's going to be a Republican president again at some point, yeah. uh, which, you know, we should stave off as long as possible. <laughs> but presumably you know, let's assume Donald Trump wins this election cycle and this immigration bill was passed into law, then you could see how Trump would just uh, just find some way shut to down lock the down border. permanently. Yeah. Shut down the border. Yeah. Executive action. It's done forever. Yeah. Yeah. And despite, again, despite being literally everything the GOP wants, it doesn't seem like it's going to pass. Republicans have said that Biden doesn't need a bill to solve immigration what the uh, fuck does that as mean? a way to say like, oh, well, this this border problem is completely his fault. He doesn't need legislation. It's all a trick. And it's like, well, why'd you pass try to pass a bill under Trump then for immigration if the yeah. president doesn't need a bill? What do you, he, he, he doesn't need laws. Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> what, need what, fucking what, laws what do to do things. He doesn't need, I don't know, another lever of government to yeah. be able to actually do something about an issue. He doesn't need laws or resources or border patrol. He could just shut it down himself personally. He could go there and do it. 
absolutely fucking insane. Yeah. And the discourse further surrounding this is also crazy because Biden, like we alluded to earlier with regards to Greg Abbott, he's like, oh, well, you know, why don't we come together and work to pass an immigration mm-hmm. bill to solve this? Why don't we do all this instead of worrying about your secessionist activities? An immigration bill that completely capitulates to the right uh-huh. on an literally every immigration topic. bill yeah. that is literally more than conservatives could have hoped for under Trump. Yeah, that's what Lindsey Graham said <laughs> and Mitch McConnell. <laughs> like this is this is more than what they would have gotten under Republican leadership because now Democrats are just letting them do anything. At least Democrats would have been able to fight back if Trump was president Mm -hmm. or something else was going on. But now they're just willing to do anything. And Biden, the Biden administration is trying to spin this as being, oh, look, it's Republicans that are holding up immigration. It's Republicans that are holding up all these things. And while, yes, that is true. You are not going to get through to the people you're trying to get through to by appealing to conservative hypocrisy. No, as we've said before, you're not going to win the people that think a white genocide is happening. (laughs) Those people are not voting for Democrats. (laughs) It doesn't matter how much you capitulate to them on immigration or how much you ostensibly try to pass some kind of immigration reform that is um, good enough for conservatives, they're not voting for you. Absolutely Even moderate not. conservatives in fucking Iowa that are concerned about brown people coming in illegally, quote unquote, <laughs> are not going to vote for you because they, they're they they're delusional. The, the issue's not real. Yeah, they've lost the pot. Yeah. These All these people in these Midwest just fucking flyover states that care the most about immigration over anything else have lost the plot. Yeah. It's not worth trying to get them on this issue. Like, I'm sorry. And the administration and I guess other like Democrats are walking around applauding this as kind of a rhetorical Oracle win. Yeah. And it's like, sure, but this is very masturbatory. This is very ivory towers disconnected from what I guess drives actual conservatives, what mm-hmm. drives these people to vote Republican. Yeah, and it's it's just so disappointing to me because there's basically no counter messaging from Democrats whatsoever yeah. when it comes to this. Like they've completely bought into Republican framing on this issue, which if you've been paying attention to conservative framing on immigration, posits that Joe Biden is illegally importing voters so that he can win the election in 2024. Yeah. It's like, how are you going to play on their turf here you need to push back and say no actually immigration's good for the united states Uh we need more resources dedicated to things like ngos and courts at the courts that handle asylum appeals and things like this but we don't need to crack down on immigrants because immigrants help our country yes it's about you you can go on you can spin it and say yes we do want to pass immigration legislation but we want to pass legislation that funds the ngos that actually help process Mm -hmm. asylum seekers who are waiting in this country so they're not homeless on the streets doing whatever you (laughs) or we need this to fund asylum judges so that they can process these people quicker Mm -hmm. and get to i don't know fucking justice yeah and it's like if you could pinpoint Greg Abbott as like the the face of um, all of this drama that's been happening recently. You could get out there and say, uh, Texas wants us to crack down on immigration, but immigrants make up a fucking quarter of their economy. Yeah. And they want us to crack down on immigration. That would hurt the economy of Texas, hurt the people of Texas, and hurt the United States. And it's also like, why is it why is it us that have to sit here and focus on how fucking violent yeah. Greg Abbott has been when it comes to immigration and not the administration? Why has the administration not been issuing condemnation after condemnation after condemnation? Condemnation for what Greg Abbott has been doing, yeah. what he's been trying to do. Like, why aren't they hammering at home how just fucking psychotic he is? You're yeah. not winning the conservative voter <laughs> over. You Sure, you may be able to win the moderate over, but you're not winning the conservative it's voter by appealing to conservative hypocrisy. The plot, it's already so far gone. Yeah, and it's like the entire issue of immigration is just um, a contrived issue by the conservative national project. Yeah. Right? Like, none of it, almost none of what they talk about 
about when it comes to issues at the border is real. Mm -hmm. And so by capitulating to them for this sort of piece of legislation, it only gives them political clout. You have nothing to gain from it because it's not a real issue. And it's like one of the headlines or one of the lines that either Biden or the White House spokesperson or a press secretary said was, "Okay, well, if the border is still an issue, now it's Republicans fault for holding up this bill. Yes. Yes, you're right. Mm hmm. But I went on r slash conservative to see what they thought about this. And they're like, oh, really? Oh, really? It's Republicans fault. Huh? Republicans trying to do all this. Donald Trump had this border on fucking lock. And as soon as Joe Biden came in, everything went to shit. Like, come on. Yeah. It's not worth engaging with. This. That's why I'm saying, like, if you just offered counter messaging on this and then focused on issues that actually matter to people, things like abortion, like, which is one of the issues that Democrats have a fucking slam dunk on. Yeah. Then you wouldn't have to worry about, like, your potential election chances coming in November. Or- honestly even the fucking economy i know the economy is not a winning issue for biden which is it's not a winning issue for biden for kind of the same way immigration isn't Mm -hmm. a winning issue for biden but there's more push and pull to be had there the economy arguments are not entirely fueled by racism and white replacement yeah there's at least some real economic fears there that the biden administration can try and appeal to that they're just not like i you're going to have a much easier time if you pivot back to that issue mm-hmm. as being the number one issue than, I don't know, the brown people are coming to take all the whites away. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, when it comes to the economy, you know, Republicans will say things like, oh, well, tax cuts stimulate the economy and help create jobs and stuff like that. And you can argue on those finer details. They're often wrong on the yeah. economy, right? But yeah, when it comes to immigration, they're saying things like immigrants are coming to take your jobs. Immigrants are replacing the white race. Immigrants are, you know, um, doing voter fraud or whatever. None of it's real. Yeah. And all of it's fueled, fueled by xenophobia. By giving in to their demands, you're only helping them electorally, even if you can, in the short term, say like, oh, they gave up a chance to do something about immigration. At least the Democrats are trying. It, it just it, it just stokes the flames. It doesn't really do anything. It's not a yeah. win on anything. And it's just, it's just insane because one of the biggest pieces of rhetoric being pushed by conservatives is that joe biden is importing democratic voters yeah dog that is literally not real they cannot (laughs) vote they just they cannot vote for joe biden no matter what they do it doesn't fucking work oh my yeah and and it's nazi shit of course like Uh you gotta push back against that stuff not say well let's do a bipartisan deal to solve the problem (laughs) well no 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 hear me out what if we came together greg (laughs) abbott i know you want to literally i know you said you literally want to fucking shoot migrants that come across (laughs) the border and the only reason you're not is because i'd prosecute you i think we can synthesize these ideas here yeah what if we come together joe biden the dialectical materialist is Mm -hmm. saying "Hmm, we have two competing ideas what if we synthesize them yeah (laughs) i'm like at this point it's just collaborationism with fascists right Uh like any coming together over the issues that they're talking about is just insane like imagine if he did this on lgbtq issues yeah like he's like oh well you know there aren't pornographic books in kids schools but let's come together and make a bill Mm -hmm. it's like we we, everyone would call him insane (laughs) But for some reason on this issue, uh, I mean, maybe everyone wouldn't call them insane. I, I've just been seeing liberals on on Twitter and elsewhere kind of saying like, well, you know, there are, there are problems at the border and kind of yeah, giving the, into the framing. The problems at I the border are with the lack of funding. Like, yeah. yes, there is an issue with how many people are coming across the border. It's because we don't have the funding to process them. Yeah. Like, that's what the fucking issue is, dog. Yeah. Oh, my seeding, God. Seeding ground to fascists on issues like this, especially ones that are so core to like the um, – the the white identity that goes along with a lot of American fascism, uh, seeding ground on those issues is, is never going to be helpful. Uh-huh. It's not going to help your election chances. It's not going to do anything beneficial. And it's not, importantly, it's not real. It doesn't actually resolve the issue, mm-hmm. which is that um, we have been wreaking havoc on Latin America for a long time. 
Uh, there are still a lot of economic and political issues in Latin American countries, and that drives people into the United States. That's all besides the point that like freedom of movement is a good thing. Uh-huh. I think people should be allowed to come into the U.S. or any country if they want to. <laughs> Hot take. Crazy thought. Yeah. What a wild place to think of. Yeah. It's... um. I guess it's just a it's a tale as old as time liberals capitulating to fascists and then things mm-hmm. getting worse, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's not new. It's just like, come on, we can be a little better than this. And I, I can't blame leftists that are like, well, it seems like Joe Biden doesn't even want to win. Like, he, it seems like he doesn't even care about oh democracy, God, despite him talking about it all the time. It's like, well, see, that, that's how he's acting, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, honestly, honestly, at this point, at this point, it would probably be better to take the optical loss on immigration because keep in mind you are you are losing to people who were never going to fucking yeah. vote for you in the first place and not do an immigration bill because you are going to have a better chance at killing an immigration bill that's going to be harmful for some of the most vulnerable people on the planet. Yeah. The people that are trying to illegally cross the border. Um, you have a better chance of killing that under a Republican administration mm-hmm. because you don't have this constant barrage that you feel like you need to capitulate to. Yeah. You have a better chance of unifying the Democrats to just pull a Mitch McConnell, I guess, and strong arm an issue. Mm. Should we hold on to the Senate? Like, come on, man. Come on. Well, speaking of things that aren't going to pass, uh, there's also a tax bill that's currently moving through Congress. Um, it, it includes a couple of good things. I, well, there there are some things that kind of cave to right-wing demands and like mm-hmm. uh, tax deductions and, and, and different sorts of things that right-wingers want. Um, and there's also reportedly some good things in the bill, like the child tax credit make, getting a comeback. A big comeback? Um, oh, my God, back in a major way. But I got to believe it's not going to happen <laughs> uh. simply because it could be good for working families in the United States, it's right? lobby for the small podcaster yeah. tax credit yeah there were there were like some business taxes in it and Ooh. i think it's planned to have yeah <laughs> and i think it's it's planned to have the child tax credit come back in some way probably not as substantially as it was under the pandemic yeah. but um i gotta believe republicans won't let it happen especially if they don't get any kind of uh action on immigration that they want to see that trump approves of yeah. i can't see them passing anything that will make biden look good at all right and it's like it's like at this point th- there was a clip. Oh, it's uh, if we're skipping ahead a little bit uh-huh. in the episode, like while we're talking about legislation, we ought to talk about the impeachment. Okay, the impeachment yeah. query that was going on. Um, they were conservatives were trying to impeach the Secretary of Homeland Security, right? Yeah, for for the crisis of the border, quote exactly for like a yeah. dereliction of duty, failing to I don't know fucking do the law, yeah. or some bullshit. It was an entirely made up thing that they were trying to impeach her about. Uh, him, him yeah. about uh, Mayor. It was yeah. entirely just made up, fictionalized narrative that they wanted to get him out of there about, and they tried so hard to get him out that they waited until a Democrat was scheduled to have a surgery mm-hmm. that day, so he would miss the vote, so they would have the narrowest window to win, and he had to go show up and vote in his scrubs. <laughs> That's awesome. Fucking, I think fucking insane. I think after that, Marjorie Taylor Greene was like, "The Democrats tricked us." <laughs> <laughs> she did. She did. Yeah. It was like, wasn't it like 215 to 215 or, or something like that? I think so. It's like, that's the George Santos margin. <laughs> you know what I'm but saying? Also, I bring it up because um, Matt Gates afterward said that uh, he missed uh, things like this make him miss Kevin McCarthy. Oh, and Mike you know Johnson's fuck. You know what? Things things like what's going on at the immigration bill. I feel like if Mike Mc- fucking McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin yeah. McCarthy <laughs> was still the speaker right now. I feel like we'd have an, I guess, an easier time at getting things done. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to say is like, if Mike Johnson eventually caves to people like Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham, or even like more moderates in the the house that want to see this passed, um, he's going to lose his job. Yeah. Like there's no way, like all, none of the people on the far right, like Marjorie Taylor Greene or Matt Gates or Bob Good and so on, none of them want to see this bill pass. Uh-uh. So if Mike Johnson puts it up, that's his job. Like that's it. <laughs> (laughs) Right. 
I don't know how he he survives that. And then we get another what month of having no speaker in the house, unable to do anything. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be, imagine the generals going on and they're trying to elect a speaker while they're trying to elect a president. Come on, man. Oh man, it'd come be on, good. man. It'd be good. Also, the last thing I guess I'll say on the the, the immigration legislation is that this was a bipartisan deal between um, I think the the Democratic senator from Delaware, I can't remember his name, and then this other guy, James Lankford. Okay. Uh, and apparently, Senator Lankford is like one of the most conservative Republicans in the Senate in nice. terms of voting record. Like he's always voting with the far right. Like he's Ooh. never capitulating on on liberal demands or anything. Like he is not a Mitt Romney type. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh And now Fox News and a bunch of other far right political um, organizations, like news organizations, they're trying are, to pin are, him as a Marxist. Are, are coming out and yeah, they're basically saying like you're betraying us. Um, I think you know Jesse Kelly. He's a yeah. Twitter guy. Yeah. Apparently, on his radio show, he was like, "If you get this passed, like we are never going to let you live it down. Like we're going to make your life hell if you get this passed." It's like, and he's out here like, "I got everything we wanted." <laughs> he said, "You do you know how hard I worked <laughs> yeah. to get this deal through to actually." He's one of the, I guess, rare principled conservatives. He's yeah. he's the principled fascist yeah. that is getting out there. Like, no, guys, I'm I'm stopping the invasion. I thought you wanted to kill. <laughs> Immigrants. We're killing immigrants. That's what we're doing. I thought there was an invasion at the border. I'm stopping it. What's going on? I'm I'm yeah. protecting the white race. It, yeah, it's, it's it is politically convenient that um there's a quote unquote invasion at the border. But if it, if Bill passes to solve it under Biden, then that won't work. But if Trump did it. <laughs> It would work. We got to save it for Donald Trump. When Trump says he wants to shut down the border, he actually means it and it would be good. But when Biden actually means it, it would be bad. Mm-hmm. Trump, Biden's saying, I, I promise I'll shut down the I pro- border. I will, I will literally close it down. Nobody can fucking come yeah. through. Nothing. Zip. Nada. I knew Senator Lankford was a Marxist from day one. Like, oh, really? You're going to let unaccompanied minors through? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? How dare you, you're, Senator? So you're letting illegal immigrants into this country? Oh, what do you mean they didn't commit a crime? They crossed the border illegally. Exactly. <laughs> they all committed a crime. <laughs> burr, burr, burr. It's, it's a bit chilly up here in the north, but uh-huh. I know we have a lot of viewers down south in so the true. warmer climates, mm-hmm. to say the least. And, you know, you might need some drip to walk around in this new year, 2024. Exactly. And, you know, if you need some, we got some. Head on over to headintheoffice.com to check out our wonderful merch drops. You got the Mm -hmm. indictment collection, the indictment era collection. You can go on over, look at our previous drop. We got great t-shirts going on. Great t-shirts. And if you don't even want something to wear, uh, maybe you don't want to wear a t-shirt, you can get a hat to put on your head. Little cat. That's important. Rock that in the north in the winter months. Exactly. Or maybe you can get a sticker sheet to put some uh, some pictures of us or some Hitto iconography Uh all over the things that you want. Wrap it on your water bottle and not only do you get some beautiful merch but you also help out the show exactly. and we know all of you want to help out the show we i know you all want to make us smile and you want to buy our friendship mm-hmm. and we'll be real friends yeah so head over to headintheoffice.com support the show get yourself some merch and we'll love you Moving on to our next topic here, we're talking transphobia. Yes, we are. You and know, it's kind of it's kind of been a while. Yeah, there's been a brief brief respite. There was a while going on there. Uh, you know, throughout the duration of the show, where we were talking about it so often that there was one week. Y'all had like yeah. one week where there was a break. Yeah, and then then we were back with a vengeance, and then uh, Israel happened, October seventh. Oh, that's what, and, oh, and that's kind of been. Uh, yeah. we, we've been on a hiatus. Well, we've talked about it here and there, book burnings and so on. Um, uh-huh. But there's been a bit of a, a hiatus well, more, since then. A hiatus, more like we were fulfilling our duty as the number one geopolitical podcast. Uh, so, oh, speaking of book burnings, before we get into this, it's uh-huh. sort of related. I th- there's somebody running either for Senate or for a House district that had this commercial air on Fox News, Ooh. where they they have a. 
flamethrower and they're literally burning books <laughs> saying like i'll get rid of the pornography that's in your kids classrooms or whatever like actually doing book burnings and i just thought it was hilarious that's sick like fox news reposted it to their instagram and stuff and i was just like oh we're literally doing book burnings. <laughs> oh, wow cool so this is what we fuck with now yeah. right nice All yeah, right. it's like you're, you're not beating the nazi allegations <laughs> you're out here doing actual book burnings and you want us to take you seriously <laughs> anyways talking transphobia now oh yeah uh we got to go to kansas um not a great place not a great place, place with the democratic governor though learned really? that recently yeah what kentucky and uh kansas they both got democratic governors it's not crazy kentucky i think is andy Bashir, right yeah he's uh, i think he's up for election this year or maybe he was up for election last year and won i don't fucking remember either way um okay. red state either way governor. i guess miracle that they're in there Can, yeah. especially kentucky like I feel like the fact that they have a a blue governor and Mitch McConnell, <laughs> Mitch McConnell and Rand, um, Paul. Rand Paul, Mister uh, Defund FEMA, but not for not for when my state gets mm-hmm. hit with a hurricane. Uh, I don't know how that happens. I don't uh, know what uh, idiosyncrasies are going on over there that allow that to happen. Godless place, truly. Some cognitive dissonance. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah, you know, I'm going to vote split ticket this election. Mm-hmm. I I really want Mitch McConnell to keep well, his seat. I, perfect. Speaking of split ticket, oh. they've got a uh, Democratic governor in Kansas, but a Republican attorney general. <sighs> and we've been covering the actions of Republican attorney generals for quite some, some time. Of, some of the most unhinged <laughs> people in the country. Yeah, because I feel like attorney general is not a high profile position At to least, go and get, especially it, statewide. Yeah, I feel like that's like a, that's a way easier election to win. Yeah, you're like the head. Um, you're like the head litigator, basically. You're yeah. doing lawsuits and shit like that, or protecting the state against lawsuits. So to go after attorney general, you got to be like a special kind of evil and know the system. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that's kind of what we're getting out of this guy here. Oh, nice. So the Republican attorney general in Kansas, Chris Kobach has written several letters to school districts in Kansas demanding that public schools out students to their parents by informing oh. them if they are student uh, if their student identifies as transgender or non-binary while they're at school. Uh, AG Kobach has said, quote, failing to disclose when a child is socially transitioning or identifying as non-binary at school violates a parent's rights. Okay. Which is yeah. uh, which uh, one? awful. Which which parents' right does this violate, please? Yeah, and it's interesting because, to be clear, Kansas does not have any law on the books <laughs> that mandates this. Some other red states do. I think Florida has one of these. Texas yeah. probably has one of these. Kansas is not one of those states. So he's just lying. That has parents' rights or whatever that means ingrained in their education system. So parents, like, have a legal right to know that their student is identifying as trans in school. Nice. That's not on the books. He's just using that. He's using his position of power as he's using his authority he's over trying. people as a means of just lying to them about laws mm-hmm. and scaring them into outing their queer kids. Yeah. Could you imagine if your teacher was like, you know, pull, pulled you to the side. So you've got a, got a little kid and they're like, you know, uh. Your son, he really likes to go by your son Benjamin. He really likes to go by Ben in class. <laughs> yeah, nicknames. <laughs> I yeah. just, I had to let you know <laughs> that your son really likes to uh, identifies as Ben. Dare I say in class? And he he asked that we call him Ben. Yeah, and, and I wanted to make sure you were aware of this before we continued. <laughs> it's especially beyond parody here because the letters that have been addressed from the attorney general to various superintendents and school districts have said, and I quote, have accused school districts of, and I quote, surrendering to woke gender ideology. Which nice. is just like perfectly out of the culture war book. Man. You know what I mean? It's so good. It's, it's, they, they, I feel like, what was it, like three, maybe four or five years ago, uh-huh. where whenever Gamergate was going on and a little bit after that, the 
big accusation with conservatives against liberal like discourse. You're just throwing buzzwords. It's just buzzword, 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 buzzword out there. That's all they fucking do. Mm-hmm. All they do is throw woke in, gender ideology in there, gender bender, gender whatever. Uh-huh. And, and suddenly you have an ideology. It. And suddenly you have ears. Yeah. <laughs> and now, uh, to be clear, as I said, Kansas does not have a law in the books that can mandate schools forcibly out their kids to their parents. There's no enforcement mechanism here. So a lot of school districts have done, well, nothing uh-huh. with this request or, I suppose, demand to out their students. Uh, but this isn't he didn't just give up. And, you know, go silent into the night. Well, you can't. Hold his L. He stands on business. Uh, The Kansas attorney general took this to where anyone should take it if they're holding L's, Uh Twitter. And he posted the following. He said, quote, several Kansas school districts allow employees to hide from parents the fact that a student may be using a different name or pronouns at school. Parents deserve parents deserve to know. He then followed it up and said, schools should not socially transition students without parental consent. Brother. And I want to zero in here. On the fact that he said socially transition. We're not talking about medical intervention at this point. Uh We're not talking about them taking hormones or puberty blockers or anything like that. We are purely talking about them using maybe a different name, maybe a different pronouns. And I got to think that if a student is not telling their parent about their gender identity that they use when they're at school, there's probably a good reason for that. Uh And the fact that he wants the state to intervene in four schools to out their kids uh, out the students to the parents is only going to harm trans and non-binary students. That's the point. Yeah. Well, it's also it's also the fact that he said schools should not socially transition students, as if schools yeah. are the ones who are facilitating the social transition, and not the fact that, like you said, kids are using school as a safe place yes. to express themselves when their parents may be violent or abusive. Yeah, and we have statistics on this. A lot of students identify school as a safe place to be themselves. Yes, and if you take school away and if they feel like their parents are abusive or judgmental or whatever it may be about their gender ideology then they literally have nowhere to go Uh so the intended effect here is either that students are forcibly outed and then potentially face harmful consequences at the hands of abusive parents or students never uh, identify themselves yeah. uh, as what they truly feel like they are at school. And it's just a way of, of suppressing trans and non-binary kids and ensuring that they functionally can't exist as they are in school. It's, just, it's taking away a safe place. It's evil. Schools are not socially transitioning your children. Yeah. Your children may decide to undergo social transition at school. Yeah. And the school is kind of just a banal factor in that. They are something that exists in the background. Yeah. It's not why they're socially transitioning. And it's like school's important because you can potentially be with friends. You can be with people that maybe feel the same way that you Mm -hmm. do that you didn't know about before. So you kind of feel seen. It's also a place where there are adults that potentially accept you for who you are where other adults don't. Right. It can be a safe place. I feel like they know this already. (laughs) And the point is that they have to take away all safe places possible so that uh, students can't students feel like they can't express themselves and their gender so that they feel mm, I don't know, stuck. Uh, and they feel as though they they shouldn't, uh, they, they feel as though they have no other option but to just conform to what their parents want and conform to what fucking AG Chris Kobach wants. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout, shout out AG story. Chris Kobach enforcing laws that are not on the books. Yeah. Luckily, yeah, luckily he, he can't enforce this with any like legal mandate or anything. Uh, but it's not good. Not good at all. It's Republicans wow. being evil. Wow, yeah. I I just I I love that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking insane. These attorney generals. Yeah. But um, while we're on the topic of schools, 
And more importantly, while we're on the topic of transphobia, we have yeah. another story to cover. Perfect. So a particularly problematic board member of the Utah Department of Education, Natalie Klein, mm-hmm. recently made on a, made a post on her Facebook that led to harassment so bad that a Utah school had to hire police protection for one of their students. Oh, my God. The post in question was a picture of an Instagram post a Utah high school made showing two girls that were on their women's basketball team. One of the girls had short hair and... And a little bit of muscle. Klein's caption was, quote, girls basketball, oh, dot, dot, like dot. Like, this is suspicious. Like, yeah, like, yeah. oh, it was in, like, quotes, okay. girls basketball. Uh-huh. Transvestigation. Sure, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. you can see where this is going, but here's the kicker. um, Not trans at all. Yeah, well, I the I girl with the so. short hair and muscles, just a, a cis woman who's just got a musclier build uh-huh. and short hair, like many women do. Yeah, this is where like all of the transvestigations lead. By the way, uh-huh. it's it's like a brain disease. Oh people, yeah, no. people look everywhere. It's like when you uh, first learn about the Illuminati and you're like, oh my god, I see triangles everywhere. Holy shit, dude! Jay Z's putting up yeah. the triangle. <laughs> it's like uh, these people learned that uh, trans people exist, and now they don't think that anyone is is cis. People learned uh, maybe that I'm not trans. People <laughs> exist, and now they're busting out the calipers to. To measure your fucking jawline and mm-hmm. measure your cheekbones and the the skull density and your bone density and they're looking you know the eyebrow ridge on that one it's yeah. really not there it must be or a man sometimes um there's this meme that circulates where it's like well identify as whatever you want but once you're dead and and uh, people have uncovered your skeleton they'll know what you are and it's like a picture of the hip bone yeah and like average size for male and average size for female and it's like you know it's not that simple uh. <laughs> like you know it's not like every man every every cis man has a hip bone like this and every cis female has a hip bone like that like it doesn't work like that yeah it's ridiculous you're just bo- you're trying to boil people down to some arbitrary biological characteristic that you can use to associate them with one set of behaviors or one set of behaviors you think they should be required to follow it's like no uh humans are a lot more complex yeah. and and boiling it down to these categories just makes life so so dull and you mentally ill and it's also like i don't fucking care what happens to me after i die yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't think it really matters what some future civilization identifies me as yeah, yeah i want to identify identify as what i want to be right now mm-hmm. like that's it that's it's as simple as that yeah but um after the broader public learned that she launched a failed transvestigation against a, a high schooler mm-hmm. just a minor there was some natural outrage and klein couldn't take the heat and she dropped a youtuber level apology of which mm-hmm. the highlights include quote we live in strange times when it is normal to pause and wonder if people are what they say they are because of the push to normalize oh transgenderism God. in our society, end quote. The other highlight was, quote, sadly, our good faith efforts to be accepting of differences has, at time, been taken advantage of, causing a loss of trust, which leads to suspicions about girls who are more buff than most. This is a sad consequence of the trans movement being foisted upon to I us. I think this is a consequence of you being a dumbass. I, I, I couldn't mind my own fucking business yeah. and open open my dumbass mouth when I shouldn't have. Uh-huh. That's because trans people made me. Yeah, no, it's just like the Charlie Kirk clip where he's like, I don't want to be racist, but you guys, <laughs> yeah. liberals have made me racist. No, and dog. It's like, what, do you, what, do you, what good faith effort to accept differences? Yeah. You you saw a girl that was just a little bit different than what other girls traditionally present as. Mm-hmm. You said trans. Well, and, and just instantly dif- trans. Different from what you subjectively perceive women should look like. Exactly. Different from your <laughs> model idea of femininity. Yeah. And you go, that's trans. Yeah. This is a good faith effort on my part to oh, accept man. differences. How sad are these people to just look around the world and like, try to identify features that 
I don't know, fit one gender or the other in their mind. Yeah. Like if I see if I see like a buff woman or like a skinny dude, I'm not gonna be like, oh, trans. Uh, but- <laughs> I, I, I don't care, dog. I got better shit to do than wonder if if somebody on the high school basketball team is trans or not. I'm not walking around concerned. I, I- as an adult, mm-hmm. at my big age, as a as a working adult, some I'm not walking around wondering if a uh, high schoolers were assigned female at birth or yeah. assigned male at birth. I'm yeah. not thinking about the birth certificate and, and any discrepancies that may arise. This was in Utah, wasn't it? Yeah, this was one of the first states where we saw um, real legislation targeting uh, trans women in sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is one of the states that we covered several months ago now, where the governor was like, "Guys, we have like two trans athletes that participate." <laughs> in sports in the schools but this is um sort of in line with the rest of the episode this is another reason you simply cannot capitulate to the right on these issues yeah i've seen some progressives um even on like organizations like the tyt have said like we have the the high ground on every other issue we have the more or we have the um we win the optical game on every other issue on like lgbtq issues but for some reason right wingers have the edge on um the sports conversation so let's just give them that and then we can move on and like win elsewhere and it's mm-hmm. like no, all of this is fake. Yeah. All of the outrage is fake. And it just leads to them harming other people uh, in launching these transvestigations against uh, random ass people that aren't even trans to begin with. Just, not even that a transvestigation would be warranted if the person was and, trans, yeah, right? They're never warranted. Exactly. They're always faulty. And they always get launched against cis people. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If that doesn't say what, what it's supposed to say, I don't, I don't know what does. If yeah. that doesn't speak to the validity of a transvestigation, yeah, I don't know like, what does. Once we start passing these things into law, and once high schools start to like i don't know be ordered to crack down on trans people participating in sports it's just going to lead to more shit like this mm-hmm. like no we got to stomp out the competition yeah you got to win power and and exercise it so that they can't do shit like this to the the five trans people in the country that participate in high school sports <laughs> i don't know or, like, i don't know what to tell you or the cis people that participate yeah. in high school sports that just present a little differently yeah, well, that present differently and importantly would be subjected to very invasive medical procedures if uh, bills that Republicans want to pass were to pass. Yeah. Right. Because if they get caught in these um, sort of investigations into their gender identity, then they're going to be forced to undergo like genital inspections mm-hmm. at the hands of like what? Um state doctors or something God like that damn, like we know where this road leads right we're, we're doing penis checks at the bathroom door uh-huh. and that's not the world that we want to live in I, I doesn't sound appealing to no. me does no. not sound appealing to me i also just think it's hilarious that she says quote we live in strange times when it is normal to pause and wonder if people are what they say they are or we could just mind our fucking business uh-huh or we i've never we could not think about high schoolers mm-hmm. like that i do not spend any of my time thinking None. about high schoolers dog yeah that, that was the theme for 2023. Conservatives spend way more time thinking about genitals than I ever will. Ever will. Uh-huh. Then I, oh my God, man. It's fucking ridiculous. It's so ridiculous to the point where the uh, the Utah representative that actually did ban the um, the uh, trans women in sports yeah. bill, she came out and spoke out against this. Uh, well, this is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> this you is partly did this. Because you paved the way for this. Uh-huh. I hope you recognize. Uh, do we see the downstream consequences of, of legislating against like the smallest minority uh-huh. group in your state? But I, I also think it's funny that these people didn't speak out about this 
until they found out that a cis woman was being harassed. Oh, yeah. When it's a trans girl being harassed, that's completely okay. When a trans girl requires police mm-hmm. protection to stop harassment, that's entirely fine. You know, that's that's warranted. You know, we yeah. live in strange times. Yeah. But when it's actually a cis girl who is the one receiving the hate, that's when we need to step in and speak out against hate speech. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really bad. Transphobia, not good. <laughs> when, when hate speech all. doesn't reach its intended targets, that's when it's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just, mind your business. Mind you, you leave people alone. It's not that important. High school sports are not that deep. College sports aren't even that fucking deep. Who cares? No, literally. Yeah. It's fucking fake. Outside, oh yeah, God. outside of uh, the fact of, or all the facts that we've talked about, about how trans women participating in sports doesn't actually do cause any harm uh-huh. on the sport as a whole, whether we're talking high school or college. Um, out, even outside of that, when we're just talking purely about the culture war and its optics, leave people alone. Don't capitulate to the demands of the right wing. This is the type of shit they want to do. Yeah. They want to harass people of all varieties, accusing them of being trans because they are uh, delusional. Fucking and psychopath. It, it, can't, it can't be helped. It can't be helped. Absolute psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a member of the school board. Yeah. Working in schools. What are we doing? Yeah. That's an elected official right that, there. That's an elected official. One of like the closest ones to the electorate. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're talking small time elected Man. official um, uh, launching investigations against students for no reason. No reason. And no even if no. even if they thought there was a reason, don't do it. <laughs> Leave people alone. It doesn't matter. I think it's weird that adults spend so much time thinking about high schoolers' genitals. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think it's I don't think it's controversial to say that. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Yeah. Anyways, I think it's time to uh, end off on on some extra news bits. Some some little bits that happened this week that didn't end up being exactly newsworthy. Yeah. Full segment worthy. First one: Tucker interviewed Vladimir Putin, president I, of Russia. I thought. I thought that that was going to be a bigger deal. Yeah. I thought that it was going to be way more interesting than it actually was. It's just a, a history lesson. Yeah. The moments we got out of it were Tucker asking some shit about Ukraine and Vladimir, well, you, you see 200 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, yeah. You see 200, 800 years ago when uh, Russia first learned how to, I don't know, dig canals. Yeah. When <laughs> our great king, I don't know, one of the fu- one of the fucking guys uh, mm-hmm. did this and that led to Well, you see yada, Rasputin. Yada. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you see Rasputin, massive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's big for us. He's a huge, huge guy. Yeah, no, especially because Tucker dropped like a four-minute um, uh, video on Twitter like uh, a couple of days before the interview aired, and he was like gassing it up. He oh. was like, this is a big deal. I'm fine. I'm the first journalist ever to try to interview Putin and get the other side of the story in Russia. Not true, I mean, by the he way. He got fact-checked by the Kremlin. Yeah, uh, yeah the Kremlin was like, no, nah, other people have tried. We just figured Tucker would be cool about it. <laughs> Uh, and he's out here like gassing it up like this is super important. You deserve the truth. And then it was just a history lesson. Uh-huh. It's just nothing. I'm pretty sure somewhere in like doing promo for this, he mentioned some shit like Joe Biden arresting political opponents, blah, blah, blah. Joe Biden persecuting people based on politics. And we're just going to go talk to fucking Putin. <laughs> yeah, the guy and, who, and, the pioneer. And we're going to talk to the guy who, I don't know, fucking made it the shit to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, Putin's police doesn't arrest his political opponents. Putin what are we talking about? Didn't he try to poison like, yes. the guy in the yes. last election? Yes. <laughs> also, the best part, though, by far, was when Putin was like, yeah, you tried to be a part of the CIA. Oh, my Lucky God. Lucky that failed. Man, that was good. Tucker asked him, who blew up Nord Stream? And he says, you guys. Mm-hmm. And he said it was your CIA. You know, you know, you tried to be a part of the CIA. Mm-hmm. Thank God they didn't let you in. Oh, my God, man. Just man, read him. Putin's real for that. Read him to Phil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then after that, he had some, you know, he's speaking to the CIA, you know, 400 years ago in Russia, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> under, under our great czar. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you see, we have to start in the year three <laughs> if we want to get a full understanding of all this. You know, really, if we're thinking about Prussia <laughs> and, and fucking, I don't know, whatever existed in the motherland before, it's uh-huh. just yada, yada, yada. He mentioned how there's like Nazis in Ukraine and Tucker could not push back. Mm-hmm. Or Nazis in Ukraine and America. And the U.S., yeah. And Tucker could not be like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another piece of news is that Trump will not be getting immunity for the crimes he committed while he was president. This was a ruling by a uh, DC, by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. This could go to the Supreme Court. I expect that it probably will yeah. get appealed up to the Supreme Court. I think, isn't the Colorado ballot case being appealed to the Supreme Court right now? Yeah. Aren't they yeah. about to take it up and probably yeah. say he has to be on the ballot? Yeah, I think they're going to say he has to be on the ballot. Just about every justice, at least from either from the leaks or like the pre-opinions, whatever information comes out ahead yeah. of time. Basically, all of them, even the liberals are saying like the people should get to decide, which is like, yeah, I, I never expected this to stick. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But this decision um, has a little bit more substance behind it legally. And it seems like, at least from our position right now, that Trump won't get immunity for crimes he committed during uh, his stay as the president, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't be able to just commit any crime that you want. And then after you're done being president, you can just chill. Yeah. You know, I can't do that. No, I can't commit crimes. I absolutely not. They're they're crimes. They're illegal. I, you know, you you think it'd be asinine to even bring this to a court. Yeah. You, you'd think you'd get laughed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you say, oh, no, I was the president. I can literally do anything. It is interesting, though, because Trump's defense, at least publicly, not in the court of law, has been that if presidents can get tried for crimes after they're done being president, then no president will have the strength to do his job. And you're just kind of admitting to be president, you got to commit crimes. Which it's like, I, it's like we what, knew that. What, yeah, <laughs> but I, the fact that he's this. bringing this to normie discourse is really fucking cool. I, I've been saying that every president has been a war criminal, uh-huh. Not like fucking ever. Uh-huh. Really, all of them, really. All, literally all of them mm-hmm. have been war criminals. They've done awful things, but like. I guess you're not supposed to like say that part out loud at least like <laughs> yeah. that's, that's supposed to be something that I reveal to the American public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I think it's cool uh and it's it's fun that Trump went a little bit too far, you know. Uh-huh. I don't think this is going to stop presidents from being war criminals if he no. eventually does get tried for the crimes he committed while in office, the J6 stuff, but um he clearly uh pushed the boundaries too far. Yeah. Like you can be committing war crimes as in like, you know, you can indiscriminately kill civilians in the Middle East, uh-huh. but you can't commit the crimes where it's like uh liberals get mad at you. Yeah, I was <laughs> you gonna say I was gonna say you can you can do you'll still be able to do like war crimes mm-hmm. and like the really bad stuff. You can still be uh, complicit in genocide, maybe, dare yeah. I say even fucking murder a bunch of women and children over in the Middle East, do whatever you want, but you can't uh, uh, like annoy liberals a little bit. Yeah. Um you fuck can't it. you can't desecrate these sacred halls. These sacred halls. Yeah, fuck it. You could be like Ronald Reagan funding death squads when uh, yeah. Congress explicitly <laughs> said don't do this and then get away with it because it's a little too complicated. It's a little, there's a, you know, geopolitics, it's a, it's a crazy yeah. quagmire out there yeah. in, the, in the Middle East, or you right? Or you could be like George W. kill a million people yeah. just get away with it. Or you could do the highway of death mm-hmm. and nothing can happen to you. But, you know, if you're like kind of like if you dare desecrate these things. See, that's walls, that's you know? in service of uh, the American empire. You, you know, know what I'm saying? That's in service of the American project democracy. We're spreading democracy. Yeah, because that's that's a, you're you're just doing like precedent. You're building yourself up on precedent, precedent like case law, dare yeah. I say. But when you when you do the things that Trump did, you're you're standing where he stood. Yeah, and you're just you're just spitting all over it. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that. I can't. I can't yeah. stand for that. Trump is saying, you, you know, maybe Trump's right when he says, um, if you prosecute me, it's opening the door for every president. Um, he might be right about that. Sounds and if good. he is good. 
Yeah, that's how, that's how it's going to be. I completely Absolutely agree. Absolutely <laughs> prosecute George W. Bush. If Joe Biden survives to the end of his presidency, prosecute Absolutely him. Absolutely lock him Barack up. Barack Obama, lock him up. I don't care. Law and order. But then it, it also sets a funny precedent that it's like, okay, they have immunity while they're there for four years, I guess. You have to you have to wait till after to prosecute them. And it, it kind of kind of brings me back to the presidential records conundrum, right? Like Trump got on and he's like, you know, when I took the records, I was protected. I was protected by the presidential records. Act. Joe Biden wasn't. Neither were you, dog. Yeah. Both of you were private citizens at this point. Like, that's not. Yeah. That's not how that works, bro. Yeah, no. Prosecute. Is Jimmy Carter still alive? Uh, Didn't he just die recently? Or, or H.W. I think H.W. Bush is dead. Well, even if they're like 100 years old at this point, put him in jail. I don't I th- care. I think Jimmy didn't Jimmy Carter die like last year. Or I some don't shit? remember. I don't know. It doesn't matter. So then, who is it? It's Bill. And if Henry Kissinger was still alive, fuck, oh, that would have been good. Fuck, damn. He it. couldn't live to see the day where we actually started taking Law and Order seriously. <laughs> <laughs> who, who do, Lucky for him. Who do we even have that's still alive? We have uh, Bill. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Bill Clinton's alive. Yeah. Bill George. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obama. Put Bill and Hillary in jail. Oh fuck my it. god, please. Yeah, do you please. know what they did in Guantanamo Bay? <laughs> Get most still open. Benghazi or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what happened in Benghazi? Start breaking up all the old talking points. But yeah, it seems like Hillary's Trump's- email. <laughs> yeah, where did the servers go? Yeah, what happened to all these fucking emails? So Trump uh, isn't going to get immunity, and, and maybe that'll mean we uh, justice starts being served in this goddamn country <laughs> for once. We finally get back to law and order roots. Uh-huh. I'm a law and order leftist. That's all I got to say about this one. <laughs> the last one here is that George Santos, his district, uh, New York's third, is up for election on Tuesday. See, but Someone's like, going to fill a spot. See, but like, what if, what if he? <laughs> oh, Santos sweet. What if, what, if, what if he could get back in there? That would be awesome. I think that'd be the coolest thing that came out of New York in a while. Yeah, either that or like they lose the seat to a Democrat would be like the best move. Oh, that def- yeah. Um, I, it still wouldn't really do like much he, for the balance of power. I, um, I guess it would make yeah, it so that make the they, margin even slimmer. I I guess it, it would make it so like conservatives in the House couldn't literally schedule votes for when a Democrat has to have surgery. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to try and get things passed. I but. gotta I gotta respect that strategy though. I gotta respect that strategy. On then Marjorie Taylor Greene's hustle when she says they fucking lied to us, they tricked <laughs> us, right? We we are gonna totally do this thing, which you shouldn't be able to do. Yeah, mind you, like you should absolutely not be able to schedule a vote. Like, you shouldn't have to be in person. Person to cast a vote if you have like surgery or something mm-hmm. that seems kind of antiquated that yeah. seems like a relic from a time where we didn't have cell phones mm-hmm. or even a telegram yeah i'm sure i'm sure they voted on shit when covid was happening yeah how did they do that uh-huh listen like, man <laughs> we're gonna get someone to fill the santos seat i miss him dearly i wish he would come back and he even said on twitter he was like i would have voted to impeach mayorkas you should have kept me <laughs> Which is awesome. Like they, they could have got it done, but they they got rid of George too soon. And for that, you know, I can't say he's wrong. I gotta respect the hustle for real. He he's making it hurt. Mm-hmm. He's he's twisting the knife. Oh my! God. And look, man. this is a special election, so the the seat's gonna be back up for election on November fifth, whatever election day is in in twenty twenty four. So maybe we'll see a, a Santos comeback. I was gonna say. So what you're telling me is he has two chances to come back. Yeah, I don't think he's running right now, but maybe he'll run again. Santos redemption arc. Oh yeah, he could go on like a like a zuko level redemption and mm-hmm. just get right back in there and it's just it's just one district in new york you don't gotta go it's not like you're traveling the country or hear the me, whole state hear me out he doesn't believe in anything mm-hmm. what if he flipped 
What if he ran as a Democrat? Yeah. If George Santos ran as a Democrat and did the grift just as well for them as he did for conservatives, dare I say it would be morally imperative to put him in? And I'll just, I'll come out and say it. I would have been defending him. I would have been like, yeah, he lied about some stuff. Sure, he lied about his mom dying in 9-11 or some shit and changed the story three times. That's traumatic. Mm -hmm. That's traumatic. I'd forget the details too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, we had 9-11 was national trauma. Yeah. Okay, everyone was reeling from that. I was only a couple months old, but like still. But like I still have brain fog about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> really, we all lost someone that day. You know, my mom was out of town when 9-11 happened and her plane got delayed because, you know, planes exactly. were kind of a big thing back then. Yeah, I was losing out on a mother's love. Like it's that's trauma <laughs> that I, I felt because of 9-11. Like I can't imagine what George Santos in Brazil felt about that <laughs> Brazilian drag queen. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, if you liked the episode, maybe consider us, consider giving us a, a subscribe, maybe give uh, us a, uh, give us a little like, give, smash, give, that like give button. A, yeah, smash the like button. Maybe check out the Patreon. I don't know. Uh, come on, leave a five star. If you're on Apple, hit us up on uh, our social media, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. and uh TikTok. You all probably came from TikTok though. Speaking of Patreon. Oh, Oh, speaking of, um, Beautiful, wonderful, excellent, perfect things in the world. Yeah, speaking of the uh, list of patrons. Uh, beauty incarnate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Things I would defend regardless of, of who they are, what they do. Oh, regardless of positions they take, mm-hmm. things they've done maybe in the past, present, or shit, future. Yeah, you even, got, you know you've saying? got immunity. For the people that really have immunity in my heart. Exactly. These people. My non-parasocial friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my social friends yeah. i'm a ride or die for me too man. i'll 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 steer the whole I'll shit down with you yeah exactly <laughs> special thanks to caden kraut lord tal the radiant chris the postman christy beck 40 percent spite dylan b andrew harris mike chaplinski Mattias t omar zuno clayton lafed mark yeager kaz caleb joy rich toro tari gavin mayor maldonado hunter w fergalaki max vezquez jacob rogers colton mooberry fixer punk jim egbers jeff muzzy bagel burrito Cincy Alex, Joe Stenstrom, Adrian Sandoval, Chloe Sam 601, Colleen Cuts, Veryuk, Jennifer DeVoe, Big Bird Titty, Crawfishing, Beneth Bennington III, Alexia Benanti, Nietzsche, Big Booty Beatdown, Sam Maloney, Two-Headed Boy, Ben Shapiro's Boyfriend, Jonathan Cassis, Luke O'Shea, Cucker Tarlson, Danielle Jackson, The Word of Microsoft, Jennifer Sines, Aaron and His Gundam Gundams, Darth Father, Tailored for Content, Corey Chambers, Sewer Snack, L.E.N., John Glover, Devin Hatchard, Retro Mondo, Emma the Dude Slayer, Breezy B, Veronica, aka V, Raxon, Ash Smith, The Grottler, Flower Clown, Beetlebugs, Murder in a Trench Coat, Lonnie Rogers, Slavic and Sapphic, Casey Lynn Kelly, Snake Eyes, and Hope of Giants, aka Gone, Aquana Dawn, Zach Lantian, Info Russell, Austin Greif, Marcus Corbett, Caleb Roper, Taylor Rensock, Ishi Teddy, Cammy, Tylen Freeman, Steak Daddy, Tay Tay, Isaac Hodges, Madeline C, Pab the Pab 69, Kayla Lowe, Anna Valenic, Eduardo Diaz, KCC, Say Yes to Wes, August, Particular Pikmin, Sir Capalot, Jeff Signs, Howard the Duck, Brennan is Egg, JR, Drew Batchilder, Frankie Gumdrop, Zen doing their best, Jackie Boy, Shameless, Coherent Babbles, Sasha, MJ is Sharp, Michaela Muncie, The Wallace 3000, Southwest Socialism, Jared Finch, Evil Vegan, Tactical Snowflake, Son of Ander, Vanilla Bryce, Willie Swags, Chris E, Kishan Lala, Amanda R, Hanky Panky, Tyler J, Damian Blues, Real Nurse RN, Ashley White, Dick Cheney in three inch heels, Lalo Valesco, uh, Particulon, and my mom. Thank you all so much for supporting the show on Patreon. We 
we couldn't do it without you. Literally would not be here, what, like two and a half years in. Exactly. You know, dare I say, reading that list, my favorite part of the week. Yeah, best part of the best week. Best part of the week, especially now that I don't have anything to look forward to on like Thursdays when I go home from work to watch Real Ones Know. Uh, mm-hmm. This is my favorite part of the week. Exactly. No, best part of the week. Um, We love you all so much. We love you for listening to the episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's an election year. It's time to focus. You know, it's Valentine's Day. L- listen, if you're listening to this episode, whatever you're doing, lock in. Yo, this episode drops on Valentine's Day. It does. We it? love you. I, I <laughs> love you. Oh my God. Oh my, been, oh oh my, my God. God. I'm oh. overwhelmed with my oh. love for you. It, this is this is our last minute gift to you. This is mm-hmm. our gift that we gave you the day of. Yeah, we got I'm on the way. Not home. fucking gay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god, I love you guys. Oh would, my god. Holy shit, bro. I would never fucking good thing is going on by Wednesday because I would never <laughs> I would never get and give a gift early. Oh my god. Oh my god. Thank you for listening. Have a great week.